The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello and welcome back to another session of the Evolving Chair Podcast with your host, Lakeisha Russell, licensed professional counselor and also America's Mental Wellness Ambassador. So I have some great guests here in studio with me today. I'm so excited. They are a beautiful couple inside and out and I knew I just had to have them on the show. I have Marcus and Kayla. You want to say hi to the Evolvers? Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> right, like, oh, you done? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, before we dive into our deep talk, we are going to do our pop therapy segment. Mm. And so pop therapy segment is where... I talk about either like an article, a TV show, or a video, some kind of happening, and kind of give it a little therapeutic twist from a therapist. Um, but I would love your guys' intake. And one thing I wanted to highlight was um, just, I believe, a few days ago, Chance the Rapper was at Social Work Summit, where he announced donating $1 million to Children's Mental Health Services oh, in man. Chicago. So how dope is that? That's so, amazing. So how do you think this will impact the kids as they transition into adulthood with with this opportunity to receive services the fact that chance the rapper like this yeah. is like these kids idol right now right mm -hmm. so the fact that he cares enough to donate this amount of money is going to get kids that already has their attention so them being able to go ahead and receive this therapy at no cost at all. And I'm pretty sure they're going to make it to be this like fun, like this super like laid back yeah. way of like looking at mental health, uh, something that they can relate to. I think it's going to be life changing. Yes, I definitely agree. Yeah. Just piggybacking on that. And then just seeing that somebody cares about them, too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then just making them more aware of the mental aspect of, of health, you know? Yeah. That's going to be really great to have the younger generation of people who are fully aware of that, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I just love it, you know, because I think, like you said, Kayla, just having Chance the Rapper, who right. they already admire. Yeah. And then, like you said, too, he I know he's going to do something fun with right. it, oh, you know, yeah. um, just because of the programmings that he already has, yeah. just like in the arts yeah. and um, focusing like mental wellness around that. Like, I know this is going to be amazing. So I'm just so excited for Chicago. Yes. You know, I can't wait till Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Like. <laughs> Right. right, and when we have something dope like this to help our our babies in need yeah. here, you know, because it's definitely a need. Um, you know, I think the children are the most underserved. Right. You know, Absolutely. unfortunately, Absolutely. when it comes to mental health services, because you have no nerves. Yes, young and you are yes. black. Right. Yes, you have nothing to worry about. You don't have a care in the world. Exactly, and. As much trauma as these children are exposed to is definitely needed. And then when the parents haven't worked on their own stuff, right. it's just being passed down. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm just so excited. So kudos to Chance the Rapper. So when yes. you listen in, Chance, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you. Yes, we appreciate all that you do. <laughs> so... Um, I want you guys to tell the Evolvers a little bit about yourselves, and I'll talk about our, our main topic of this session today. Okay. Uh, well, we are Kayla and Marcus. Uh, we are recently engaged. We are a couple from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, who um, 
We're dating for about two years, and um, yeah, we just got engaged this past July. Yeah, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> Living in Madison now, and you know, just pretty much being adjusted to, or, or adjusting to family life. So, yeah. We sought out some some help and wanted to talk to somebody today, and we ended up here on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Conversation that we had was just so amazing. So yeah, and and I felt like it it can continue on. So I I needed to have them here on the podcast. But you guys are vloggers, so talk talk about that. So we are documenting our journey to marriage. Uh, We have about a few videos up, just going from how we met and how Marcus proposed, um, how I proposed to my bridesmaids, us going Mm -hmm. on our journey of looking for... looking for wedding venues. And we also wanted to tie mental health into our vlog because marriage is not going to always be fluffy. It's not going to always be like peaches and cream. We Mm -hmm. really wanted to get down to the nitty-gritty of what we and what other couples should do prior to marriage, and that's going back and figuring out what what, what we really want to do yeah what what <laughs> what makes us tick what makes me act or react in this fashion you know mm-hmm. and you you'd be surprised like based off our conversation today you'd be surprised at how much stuff like from your childhood and when you were younger just makes a huge difference in your life as an adult yeah. how you deal with that yeah because you could have gone through a lot as a child you could have seen a lot as a child but if you actually deal with those things you can prosper in a relationship right. but mm-hmm. if you don't then yeah 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 and so we're we're gonna focus on a lot on self-awareness just as an individual and then when you have these people come together and merge and how do you continue to have this self-awareness but bringing everything all together and just how important it is for us to take care of our own mental health um and what and again connecting things from how we grew up and how we respond to situations. So Kayla, I want to start with you because you you guys have a son. Yeah. Um but you were a single mom prior to Marcus. Right. And so talk to us about that journey before meeting Marcus. Uh prior to meeting Marcus, uh like you said I was a single mother. I had my son at um 19 years old and him me and his father were together for I want to say from the time I was 17 until like nine months after I had my son. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a hard journey, like trying to like be an adult so yeah. early. And at that time, I was not aware of like mental health. I wasn't paying attention to signs. Um, I was pretty much just going with the flow and just mm-hmm. living this adult life. <laughs> um, so when him and I broke up, I was dating But still trying to figure out who I was and Mm -hmm. what I really wanted to do and how to be a mom and all of this. So um, when I finally met Marcus, um, well, I've met known Marcus like since I was in high school, but Mm -hmm. I didn't want him to meet my son right away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I didn't want anybody to meet my son right away. But I think Marcus was actually at my aunt's house the day I came home from the hospital with James. So he he was at my aunt's house. He was like a friend of the family. So he was already there. So I kind of felt I didn't have to have a guard up with him because he had always Mm. been around the family. And he had saw James like when he was three days old. (laughs) So I didn't didn't feel the need to have a guard up. But if it would have been anyone else, then I would have been super guarded with James. Mm -hmm. I think I... 
yeah, I was dating people that hadn't ever seen my son before. Mm. Knew I had one, but you weren't going to ever see him because I didn't want to bring men in and out of his life. Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I never wanted to do that. Mm. And how did you get to that place of just being comfortable, right? Because I'm pretty sure the guys, you know, were like, oh, so when you going to let me meet little man, you know, because they're yeah. probably like, oh, it ain't real until I meet right. the kid, yeah. you know. Yeah. So how did you kind of keep that at bay with the guys? I just told them, like, I don't like for people to meet my son. Mm-hmm. I don't like for my son to meet people. My, my son is very smart. Mm-hmm. Like, even when me and Marcus yeah. were dating, Marcus sent me flowers. My son said... Are you dating? (laughs) Because these are things that he saw on TV. Like, Mm. oh, when you're dating someone, they send you flowers and they treat you really nice. So he's like, are you dating? And then I remember (laughs) we would even be on FaceTime and I had your name saved in my phone as Big Fella. And he's like, is that Big Fella? (laughs) Like, is that Big Fella? Like, yeah, um, it took some time. But I think that since I had known Marcus, like he was kind of like family. It was always around our family, always at our events. Like it was, it was just natural mm. for us. Did, but did you ever like have that attraction to to Marcus? No. Like, did you? Would you ever think you would be in this place right no, now? Not at all. Like we were just like cool, like yeah. goofy, mm-hmm. like just friends. Yeah. Hmm. I love that. Sometimes, <laughs> right? It's it's surprising, right? Yeah. So yeah. those things you don't expect. <laughs> and now, um, Kayla, continue on like prior to you and Marcus um, getting together and dating and things like that. What was that journey for you just as a single parent and dealing with like your stuff from like past relationships? Yeah. Well, it was hard for me for a long time. Um, I never wanted to take like professional pictures. Uh, this is like really getting mm. inside right now. But I never <laughs> wanted to take professional pictures mm. with my son because I never wanted to be the statistic mm. oh you oh you're a single mother mm. you're a single mother so we would take like of course i'll take pictures around the house and uh take pictures like when we were out somewhere but i never wanted to like really hold on to like being a single mother okay like, it was something that was really hard for me to do not only am i a single mother but then i'm a young single mother so mm. then i'm just looked at as like oh look at her another little black girl mm-hmm. um Another little statistic. Uh, so when it came to dating, I never wanted men to think that she looking for a daddy. Because mm. I wasn't. Okay. Because although I was a single mother, James still has a father that has always been mm-hmm. there. So I never wanted guys to think that I was looking for help financially. Mm-hmm. I never wanted guys to think that I needed them to take my son to go play basketball, mm-hmm. <laughs> to <laughs> go shoot the football around. Yeah. I never wanted to, them to think that. And that's probably another reason why I was like, y'all don't need to meet him. Mm. So I'm probably thinking in my mind, oh, I don't want them to meet him because it's just not the time. I don't know if you guys are going to actually stick around and I don't, Mm -hmm. but it probably was like, I don't want y'all to think that I need y'all for anything. Mm. Like, I got this. I got this. And let's tap into that because that I got this, I don't need y'all to do nothing. That I'm a (laughs) (laughs) I-N-D-E-N-E-N. That's where I was at. That's where I was at. Like, no, uh uh-uh. And even with like, oh, you want anything? You need anything? Like Mm. still to this day, I have a hard time accepting things. Mm. Like, no, because I'm good. I got it. Yeah. I got it. Even when I don't. I'm, mm, I'm okay. I, I got it. And then we're talking about that black superwoman syndrome. Yep. And let's talk about where does that come from? Who was your model growing up? How was your mom growing up? My mom growing up, I would say that um, in our 
recent conversation, my mother was the submissive woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't say that she was my, like, oh, I saw her do everything for us. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom wasn't a single mother. I had I, I had my stepfather, which is my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I had him. So it was, I don't think I saw her. It was just maybe me seeing that I didn't want to be. Uh, mm-hmm. The way that she was completely. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I never mm-hmm. wanted to be submissive. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to have my own ground. I didn't want to say like yeah. the kids come ask me for something like, "Well, let me ask your dad." Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see any power in that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that I always had my own, so no man could say like, "Well, I pay the bills around here, so you gonna have to listen to me." I get the final say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure, like, are are they still together? Yes. And it's funny because I'm pretty sure if you have that conversation with them now, your mom be like, "Honey, it was compromised." Yeah. Like you know. I can't go into this headstrong and be like, you know, forget what he got to say. Like, he ain't got no opinion when we supposed to be a united front. Mm -hmm. You know, and I hear a lot, too, from, like, married women. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I guess, look, Mark is going to get some (laughs) some wisdom. They just like, you know, we kind of just stroke their ego. We got to stroke our hubby's (laughs) ego and and let them think that that. And I hear that you know. now, and I see that now. But as a child, and you like, I want to go skating. Mom, can I go skating? And yeah. she's like, I don't know. Ask your dad. And it's like, well, dang, I know he's going to say no. That's why I asked you. <laughs> and, okay. that, and that is probably what really brought it on is like, this kid, I'm just a kid that wanted to go skating. My dad was like, no, nah, you know, it's boys at the skating ring, whatever. Uh, like, you know, yeah. He's got skating ring. So, like, I built up this, like, resentment. Mm. Like, oh, look at him thinking he the boss of somebody. Mm, so, I'm going to be my own boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I'm going to go skating. <laughs> <laughs> and if my kids come and ask me, it's yup. All day, yup. <laughs> you ain't got to ask your daddy. Ask me. <laughs> And so keeping up, you you kept up that persona, that attitude, like, nope, I don't need y'all for nothing. Like, you know, I'm the strong woman. I can do it all. Mm -hmm. Then Marcus comes into the picture. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and things change. Things change. Like, what I love uh, about our dynamic is... Marcus supports me. So you will hear James talking back in the other room. Mm -hmm. He'll come in the other room like, Mm -hmm. listen to your mother. Mm -hmm. What did your mother say? Mm -hmm. Why are you even saying anything back? She said, pick these clothes up. It should just be pick these clothes up. Mm -hmm. Like, so like him supporting me allows me to support him. Mm -hmm. So then like when he is actually getting on James for something that James has done, I'm not questioning it. I'm mm-hmm, not thinking that mm-hmm. you're doing it because, oh, this is not your biological child. you just being mean to him. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking you're doing it from a loving place. Right. Or I know that you're doing it right. from a loving place. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the way that I see you support me when it comes to James. Yeah, I love that. And now, Marcus, you come into the picture. <laughs> and, and Kayla has this, I'm a strong black woman. Like, you ain't going to tell me that. I don't need your money. I got my own. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got my own car, my own house, everything. Right, right. So what can you do for me? So, you know, and, and I think that that's something tough to crack with with our black women, you know. Absolutely. So, so how, and I don't want to say how were you able to crack the mold, but <laughs> how, how was it for you first starting off? Um, one, like patience isn't like my strong suit for <laughs> real, but I had to, it took a lot of it, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but it, it's not as bad as you would think it is, you know, based off of how yeah. she was describing it. But you can, 
you were able to just kind of see and tell, you know, that it was something there. You know, mm-hmm. just like when you would ask to do certain things and it's like, no, I'll, I'll do it this way or I'll, I'll do this. And it's like, all right, you know, just, just settle down a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's OK. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you don't have to mm-hmm. do it that way. I'm more than happy to help. But mm. um, like I said, it, it just took a lot of patience more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once once we actually began communicating effectively mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you get to the bottom of it and you figure out what's going on then you could kind of just say okay i get why you're doing this but hey you, you don't have to do this you know i'm here i'm not here to to tear you down or anything mm-hmm. like that i'm here to help mm-hmm. you know and once you establish that it's a partnership more than anything mm-hmm. it kind of makes things a lot easier yeah, it does. And now how did you get to that place, though, of establishing that this is a partnership, Kayla? You don't have to do it all on your own. Like, I know you need my support. Right. You know, so how, how did you get her to, 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 to believe that and buy into that? And it wouldn't make her feel less than a woman right. or less than a mother than she is. By just doing I mean, mm. to be completely honest with you, just okay. showing her by my actions. You yeah. know, pe- people could talk and bump their gums all yeah. day. But if you sit and, and do what, you're, what you say you're going to do, mm-hmm. do it when you say you're going to do it, always follow through on stuff, then people see that and they start building that trust with you. Mm. Once you start building that trust with somebody, you know, that they'll open up to you. And, you know, like you say, you just establish that partnership mm-hmm. and then you, you'll be good. Obviously, you got to work kinks out. We we still working kinks out. Of course. And it's yeah. Two years later, you know, but once you, you start and start cracking that door open and, you know, it's pretty easy going forward, I feel like. Yeah. No, I love <laughs> that. And then it was the other piece of, of Kayla coming in with right. a child right so how did that work because i know many of the times you know when it's it's your child biologically you know it's like mm, am i gonna allow this person to chastise them or even like raise their voice at them and you can immediately be like why are you talking to my kid like that right. like what right. you so how did y'all work through that i never wanted to set the tone that um, we were against each other. Mm-hmm. Like you had to show children that we are a unit. Yeah. Right. Like when you show them that you guys are divided, then they can run tricks on you. Mm. They could ask you for yeah. one thing and then ask me for another thing. But I always wanted to sh- in my household to show James like you ain't gonna pull the wool over right. nobody eyes <laughs> right. over here. Nobody. <laughs> You're not doing that. Like we know everything. We communicate every single. Like we communicate all the time. Like. He gonna know stuff way before you even think he know it. Like mm-hmm, we not mm-hmm. doing that. Um, so yeah, I never wanted to say or show James like we were divided and be like, "Oh, you not gonna talk to my son like that?" Right. <laughs> even right. if yeah. I ever felt that way, I probably mm. would text him or I probably would like <laughs> take that, him aside though. in a room. But I'm not showing James that because kids yes, play into that. Right. They do, and I love that. Right. So I'm not gonna belittle you in front of my kid, even if I don't agree with yeah. what you just said right, or right. whatever. I'm gonna pull you to the side and let you know but he will never know that because like you said kids are good at manipulating and 
figuring out, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you know, know they you can't th- say nothing to exactly. me, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. You can't do nothing. Right. Exactly. And now, how was it for even James's dad? Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, I think um, when other men come into the picture, sometimes men can be territorial oh, yeah. about their kids and, and not always is open of another man who's in the picture, you right. know, full time. You know, because the kids more than likely are with the mom. Yeah. Right. So, like, how did that dynamic um, jail? I can I answer I can answer okay. it. So, um, James's birthday just passed in September. Mm-hmm. And um, me and his father actually had a conversation at the birthday yeah. party. Awesome. And initially, it was, it was rough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you say, the, the, yeah. they, they moved to madison you know so mm-hmm. things changed there as far as him seeing him like he was or as frequently as he was before so we had issues with that kind of but mm-hmm. we we had a conversation recently and and he told me flat out like you know i don't have any problems with you at all personally i feel like you're a great guy i know you care and love for james and mm-hmm. james caring loves for you too so yeah. i don't have no issues with that he more so just had issues because you know Kayla dated people before me obviously you Mm -hmm, know and mm -hmm. he had issues there so he was kind of we had this conversation earlier projecting Uh, whatever mm. issues he had with them and kind of projecting that on our situation Mm -hmm. and you know like like I told him I'm I'm not here to try to erase you mm, or anything like that you know I'm I'm just here to add on to the equation you know I'm not trying to take your spot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm not trying to make James <laughs> right. my son, right, you know, right. but I'm here to help out as best as I can. And my intentions are good. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. here to try to hurt nobody. And I'm here for the long call. And I think after we got engaged, that kind of helps cement that even more. Yeah. So okay. that, so he's like, all right, he's not oh. playing around. He's serious, you know. And yeah. We we still have rough times yeah. from time to time. There's always disagreements, but for the most part, we we fine. It's yeah. fine, I would say. But I the love thing, that. That was like beautiful for me for y'all to like step off on y'all own and have that conversation, mm. and then like we'll put the icing on the cake. It's after James' birthday. Um, James' father's mother, so James' grandmother on his father's side, texted me and was like, "Today was a beautiful day." And we really love Marcus, and I'm so happy to have him to be part of our family. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it melted my heart (laughs) to, like, not only does James uh, Sr. appreciate and see Marcus as a good man, his mother does as well. That's big. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. They make it... (laughs) They making dates to go fishing. Yeah. I love that. Like, oh, this is amazing. This is like this is like this is definitely a dream that I am in. And I'm gonna stay asleep. Stay asleep. Stay asleep. I I so love that because we don't see that among, that much, especially among our community. Right. Oh no. It's like you know we can't all come together on a united front. And like have the best interest of the child right. in mind. Right. It's like you know, I still got these issues or whatever, mm-hmm. or the projection, mm-hmm. and and you know, you're not willing to put those things aside and really get to know this person who will be in your kid's life. Right. Yeah. 
Right. You know, so I, I love that. <laughs> you gonna have to give tips, man. <laughs> you know, like because that that's something serious, especially with our black men. Right. You know, for them to know, okay, like I, I basically got two dads. Yeah. Right. You know, like two people that support and love me. Right. You know, if kids don't. Kids, I don't feel like kids understand that mm. aspect of, yeah. or they don't think of it like that because when we got engaged we came back and we had to tell james mm-hmm. our boy mm-hmm. and that was harder me telling him was harder wow. than proposing yeah wow and um when we told him he sat there and then he started crying you know yeah. and we're like you know what, what's wrong you know and he's like i don't want a new dad you know i don't mm. want to have to get it start over and get a new family see he didn't understand yeah he don't understand the whole concept of marriage mm-hmm. so he thinking if we get married his dad and all that family is gone he don't have yeah. them no more and it's like you know it don't work like that buddy you, you still got them plus you got me and my family now yeah. so now you got three families yeah so he he got around to it and he's like oh, okay i like this and <laughs> <laughs> But it, that, and he's been accepted well into your family. Yeah, like yeah. we, like I feel like your aunts and your uncles, your mom, your grandmother, everybody's like, "Where's James? Where's James?" Oh, <laughs> like, we went to Atlanta, and uh-huh. James was the only kid in the house. Yep. He had his oh. way. Yep. He had his way. Oh. Yeah, I feel like they have accepted him, and that was that's a deal breaker for me. Okay, like if my son will not be accepted, it ain't gonna work. Mm. So yeah, I appreciate them. Mm-hmm. I love, I love all of that. And now, Marcus, I want to dive a little back into your childhood growing up, um, because I, I am big on just um, mental health in our community. And you know, I, I love to always hear how it was for our black men growing up. Mm-hmm. Just like, what did you learn about emotions, right. and how was that modeled for you? Right. Um. My my mother was a single mother. Um, she had myself and my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, she she worked a lot, you know, worked two jobs and mm-hmm. took care of everything. I did have my aunts and my grandmother, mm-hmm. a bunch of cousins and stuff available yeah. to kind of hang out with. But as far as um, emotional lessons or anything like that, I didn't too much get any of that growing mm-hmm. up. And you know, I'm not faulting anybody. You right. know, it's just a product of the people that raised me in the, their times, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a bunch of older uncles and cousins in my life that mm-hmm. who can, uh, I don't know how to say this, but who, who could, I guess you could say, teach me how to be a man. That's the mm-hmm. best way I mm-hmm. could put it. Who could mm-hmm. kind of, I had po- good positive role models, yeah. you know. But it was, I never had anybody to, teach me how to deal with my emotions you mm-hmm. know what i mean so as a young kid if i'm you know upset i'm crying or something it was mm-hmm. you know quit being soft or mm, put yeah. some bass in your voice and yeah. you know all that type of stuff so nobody ever sat there and said okay you upset why tell me why i was never really taught how to communicate my emotions that's mm-hmm. that's all stuff that i learned i would probably say like well into adulthood Mm. you know like you know i need to learn how to be able to tell people what's wrong without being upset lashing out Mm -hmm. arguing and yelling and doing all that stuff so you know like just kind of self-taught myself and Mm. 
did the work, like yeah. you say, did the work <laughs> and, <laughs> and and learned how to deal with my emotions better. Mm-hmm. And right now, um, I say that, but with James coming in the house, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it was weird because he he's an emotional kid, mm-hmm. and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, but. I wasn't used to it. And then me being the way raised the way I was, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, man, stop crying. You know, why are you crying all the time? And I used to ask Kayla, like, why are you cry so mm-hmm. much? You know what I mean? Yeah. And she taught me, like, you know, talk to him. Mm. Figure out what's going on. <laughs> and I'm like, you right. know what? You, you're right. You <laughs> yeah. know, when, when, when we first started dating, he was like seven, yeah. you know? Mm. So obviously he can't sit there and say, well, you know, Marcus, I'm, I'm a little upset. <laughs> That, that you guys yell at me for right. not cleaning up my room you know i, I didn't like that that yeah. hurt my he's not gonna a kid isn't gonna Mm-mm. say that you know yeah so as adults and especially in the black community we need mm. to learn how to sit and teach our kids how to communicate Definitely. what they're feeling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know try to understand why they're feeling like that try to get them to understand why they're feeling like yeah. that so they could better deal with it going forward, you mm-hmm. know. And I, I think I, I've been working on that. I'm get, I'm way better than when James first <laughs> came around. Um, but I, I feel like um, us teaching him to deal with that stuff will will ultimately make him like just a better human. You oh know what yeah. I mean, not not just a man, a black man, but a better human. Mm-hmm. You know, being being able to deal with yourself and like. That's one of the things that, like, I loved about Kayla mm-hmm. in our relationships is the way that she raised James. Mm. She she don't hold nothing back. Yeah. You know, she lets him speak his mind on mm-hmm. issues, mm-hmm. speak freely. And she, she'll let him say what he has to say. But, you know, if he's wrong, like, okay, this is why you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, I get that you're upset. I get that you're mad. But this is why you're in trouble because mm-hmm. you did this. Do you understand Yes or no. If you don't, we can mm-hmm. keep talking about it. You know, if you do, okay, you still in trouble. Get out of my face. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but, as long as we gotta understand. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, a little bit of a struggle, but I think mm-hmm. I'm starting to get it. Good, good. How did it show up for you just like growing up like in middle school and high school? Because, you know, statistics show like if you haven't been able to like get a handle on your emotions by third grade, it's kind of a done one. Right. Um, Middle school. I I would say between that period, like third grade through eighth Mm -hmm. grade. I had a lot of, like, anger issues, Mm -hmm. um, whether it be at school or at home. But um, I went to uh, Marquette High School my first two years, freshman and sophomore year. Mm -hmm. And um, they used to make us go to, like, chapel and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't necessarily say that it was the religion aspect that kind of helped me learn how to calm down Mm. and try to get a handle on myself, but just the the tranquility and almost meditation Mm. like states that they would have us doing that helped that helped me out quite a bit um especially through high school Mm -hmm. and then like i said once once i was like 18 or 19 i'm like okay i i can't be sitting here getting this mad and doing Mm. all this stuff i need to figure out how to communicate my emotions better so that was pretty much it like i said i just sat back and tried to trigger what what was going on and what mm-hmm, made me mm-hmm. mad and 
tried to work on those things. And I love that because, you know, people, I don't know, they, they think of meditation. Oh, like, <laughs> I can't do that. I can't focus my mind. Right. But I'm like, you know, it, it don't take that much. And, and no. it's something you do have to train your brain to do. Mm-hmm. But if you are ready to get out that rut of just always being upset and frustrated and not even knowing what those things are that get you upset, mm-hmm. you, you have to take time. Yeah. For yourself and reflect and connect with your body. And so I love that them even introducing that, Mm -hmm. you know, to students. And this was something that you took with you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to this day, if if Kayla and James aren't home, Mm -hmm. I I just sit in the living room on the couch, no TV, no Mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. Sit there with my eyes closed. They think I'm asleep, but I'm just Mm -hmm. sitting there and I'm just... Letting it out, you know yeah. what I mean? That's all you could do sometimes, and it it helps. Anybody out there listening, if you don't meditate or you thought about meditating, look into it, do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. it. It makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. It really does. I love that. What? Where did you see the most difference that it made for you? I would think um, I used to have a lot of, like, like angry outbursts mm-hmm. as a kid, so... Mm-hmm. I would get, I would let stuff just like build up, build up, build mm-hmm. up, build up, and then something would happen, and then it's all coming out. Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. just gone, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I started seeing that. That that was my biggest change. Um, uh. Now, you know, if something, bo- I, is, we still working on it, yeah. but if something bothers me, mm-hmm. I come mm-hmm. out and say like, okay, I didn't like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to argue or nothing, but I didn't like this. This made me feel this kind of way. Mm-hmm. Take it how you want to take it, but I'm telling you, you know, yeah. what this did, you know, and then just kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. So stuff that just doing that alone, like I say, that that helped me out quite a bit. I don't know. I, I had teachers that I run into, I was like, yeah, I thought you was going to be in jail because it's not mad you. Wow. You know what I mean? So. Wow. Huge difference. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I always think of that when I hear those stories yeah. right. that teachers will say to people and I just be like, so you had no kind of hope. No. Like, oh, you thought I was going to be in jail? Right. Yeah. In, yeah. in seventh grade, that was the last time you saw me. So you wow, thought, so seventh, think about in seventh that. seventh grade, you thought I was yeah. going to They write you jail. off mm-hmm. right there. Right. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so teachers, please don't write. <laughs> no, don't write right. students off. Right. I think it's, it's helping them to ask questions, even helping them maybe get some skill sets mm-hmm. to cope with those angry outbursts so they would just let you do the angry outbursts and don't even do nothing to help you nah, you just, know just suspend you oh, or yeah. send you out the class right, send you now out i'm the missing class. out on learning yeah, yeah. so mm, goodness gracious all right because <laughs> i can do a whole right <laughs> yes right Mm-mm-mm. okay so for you miss kayla uh-huh. growing up yeah. in your home was there ever any conversations about just how important it is for you to take care of your own mental health or what did that look like for your parents dealing with their emotions? 
Oh, I was sitting here shaking my head. No, like, no, no, we never <laughs> talked about mental health. But I, um, my mother actually put me in therapy when I was about 12 years old okay. because I didn't have my biological dad around. Mm. And she must have saw that I was angry. And mm-hmm. she thought like, oh, th- she's angry because her dad isn't around. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we didn't talk about mental health in the home at all. Um, but she did send me to therapy. And when I went into therapy, I'm a 12-year-old girl, black girl, <laughs> that's going into therapy with this older white woman. Okay. She don't know me. Right. She don't know my struggles. Yeah. She probably got a daddy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's nothing that this older white woman can say yeah. to me yeah. that can make me feel better. So I just closed, shut down. Mm. Like, I wasn't talking to her. I wasn't. I wasn't engaging at all. Yeah. Um, so it just got so bad that I just stopped going. Wow. My mom stopped taking me. Yeah. Did she ever ask you, like, so why don't you feel comfortable talking to her? Or do you think she kind of knew, like? Um, I think that she probably just thought I was being a rebel, maybe. Okay. Like, oh, okay. she don't want to come here anyway. anyway. So, right. Yeah. Mm. And then that was that that in terms of therapy that was with her it, that was it for to... me. Um, but I remember being younger than that, maybe like five to seven years old, and my parents were in marriage counseling. Oh, um, okay. I'm not sure if it was pre marriage counseling or if it was counseling after they had been married. But um, I just remember being in the lobby with my sister playing with toys, oh. and, <laughs> and my parents were in counseling. How did you see like that? Did they go to counseling long from what you could remember that young? From what I could remember, I felt like we went every weekend. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. Like, we probably went every weekend for probably like a year or a year and a half. Wow. Wow. So I think even right there, you might not have known what it was, but to see them committed to something. Yeah. You know that evidently, because if you go in that long, I would right. be like, OK, it's working. Yeah. There's some benefit to this. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like even that was like setting the tone right. to be like seeing somebody for some kind of support is important yep. for whatever phase of life you're in. Definitely. Yeah. So I haven't ever shied away from therapy at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's needed. You need that impartial like person there to tell you, like, okay, this is what you do. That's what you're experiencing. This mm-hmm. is what you should do to get over it or not to get over it. This is what you sh- should do to unpack it and to get through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to piggyback off of that, um, and this is to both of you guys, with that level of self-awareness, how important was that for you to do your own work? before getting into a relationship because we we come with baggage from right. other relationships that we haven't healed from right. and then we're just like adding more bags on top of more bags it was very important for me when marcus originally asked um to be in a relationship with me i said no mm. i couldn't do it not at that point because i was dealing with things on top of things and i was like we do this right now. We ain't going to mm. make it. It's, this yeah. is not going to work. Um, so I did a lot of working on myself. And we were, at that time, we were um, like an hour apart. He was in Madison. I was okay, in Milwaukee. Yeah. So there were nights and days that I wouldn't speak to him. And he probably would, you know, be going all through his mind. Like, what well, you know, what's going on? Like, does she not like me anymore? Like, mm-hmm, you know, he's mm-hmm. probably thinking all kind of things and it was really just like me just in my room really thinking and working on myself and like you said journaling and doing Mm. all of that um so I had to prepare myself for a relationship relationship and it took about 60 days uh before I actually was like yeah 
we can do mm. this now. But it took a lot of me time and like telling myself like you're not gonna go into this relationship thinking it was your last relationship. You're not gonna go in this relationship putting your hands on anyone when you get angry. Like mm-hmm. and that was, <laughs> you <laughs> was not laughing. No, like that was like arguing yeah. Yeah. and physically hitting someone. Mm-hmm. That was an everyday thing for me in a mm-hmm. past relationship. Yeah. That was normal. Mm-hmm. Um so like I told yeah. you earlier, like when Marcus wouldn't even argue with me, when he wouldn't even engage with like my rage, I was like what the, what's going on here? Does he not care? This is what you're supposed to do when you care about someone. Mm. So even thinking about that, like now I'm not arguing. Like Mm. I'm not doing this. And I think it took a lot of like me time, but then it took a lot of Marcus time. Like just seeing that he's not going to engage. Like if I come (laughs) in here with the loud voice, he's going to be like, like go somewhere with that and, (laughs) and come back to me when you know how to talk with some sense. Like, so yeah, it just, it took a lot. It took a lot. Mm. How did you get to that place of wanting, though, to do the work? Because sometimes, right, we want these relationships. And then when we finally have this guy that we're like, okay, you know, we're going to be together. But I, I ain't got nothing to work on. Like, I ain't got no issues. Like, how did you even, like, have that awareness to be like, I don't want to carry this stuff to this new space that I'll be in. I knew I didn't want to feel like that anymore. Mm. I knew that I did not want to lay in the bed with my mate and be sad anymore. Mm. I knew that I knew I didn't want to argue. I knew I didn't want to like physically fight. I knew I didn't want to be stressed out anymore. Mm. Like if we are in a partnership and we love each other, like mm-hmm. that's what it should be. Yeah. Now we're going to have disagreements, but not to the point where now I'm out of my name. Mm, yeah. You out of your name. Yeah. Now we leave in the house and you got to get out and, yeah. you know, all yeah. of those toxic things. I didn't want that anymore. Mm. I didn't. And I think that takes so much just awareness to know, okay, I don't like how this feel mm-hmm. and I'm getting sick and tired of right. feeling this. Yeah. So it's what, like, you know, the saying, you know, until you sick and tired of being sick and tired, right. you know, you ain't nothing going to change, mm-hmm. you know? And so for you to be like, okay, no, something has to be different, Yeah. you know? And, and okay, I'm going to figure out what that different is, what it looks like right. and, and try this thing out. So I love, I love all of that. And now for you, Marcus, like, <laughs> Did you have stuff from your past relationships that you had to work on before being like, yes, to this relationship? Oh, yeah. Um, With me, it was more so just like trust issues more Mm. than anything that I had to deal Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a conversation with a a friend before we started dating heavily when we Mm -hmm. were just talking and texting. And um, she was in a newer relationship, you know, and they I shouldn't say newer, but they were together for maybe about a year or so. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about them and everything. And like the, like she had so much like pride and joy and Mm. everything in her voice talking about her relationship. And I'm like, man, (laughs) I want to be that for somebody. You know know what I mean? Like, like, man, I want to be that for somebody. You know, I I think I'm capable of doing that. So that just started that whole process of like, okay, you know, what What do I need to work on? Mm. And like I said, for me, that main obstacle for me was just, like, the trust thing. Mm-hmm. So um, when me and Kayla first started dating and talking and when we made it official, I came to her and I told her, like, you know, look, 
I had this type of stuff going on before with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna count none of that stuff. I'm this this a fresh slate. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm giving mm-hmm. you my word. I'm giving yeah. you a fresh slate. Ain't none of my old stuff that happened. That ain't gonna matter no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And from that point, it's been good. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> being completely honest, yeah. it's, it's a whole lot easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Right. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people, especially us men. I know we get a bad rap, and some people, they deserve it. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. But men deal with a lot of hurt too. You know, yeah. and, and they take that they take that from relationship to relationship, just like women. You know, so I think once men learn how to deal with them issues and mm-hmm. kind of learn how to let certain stuff go, they'll be able to prosper in relationships. I feel like, you know, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah no i love i love 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 all of that and it, and it goes back to men having to be self-aware and willing to open up and be right. vulnerable right. oh yeah because you have to be vulnerable with yourself to be like what is it that i need to work on right. you know and for you it was the trust and right. you had to be like okay you know, either this gonna make or break this relationship. Yeah. Right. So I gotta be willing to do the work right. on it. And so again, you allowing yourself to be vulnerable. I love that. I love that. Many people aren't, especially our black men. Oh no, right. not you at all. You know, because again, we're looking like that is a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. If I share with you stuff I have going on, you know, will you, you hold it against, it against me? Right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, you weak. I knew you wasn't. <laughs> you know. And then it's like, well, what was the point of me even right, sharing right, with you? Right. <laughs> now, why would I open you just, you up to any other one right. you? you yes. Back. Yep. Yes. I love, love, love all of this. Now, um, cause we we y'all, y'all, I can't wait for y'all to like watch their oh, vlog. Yeah, the yes. Because yeah. like the conversation just was so organic. And um one thing that we 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 definitely talked about, and I want to share a little bit. Um, on here is just like the power of conversation Mm -hmm. and you know having those communication skills with your partner but then seeking that support and how important it was so if we can talk a little bit about just like having that awareness to go seek the help that you need and just how important it is say from Darren I mean from your uncle you could go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, it, we were talking and I'm just trying to gather what I'm going to say. <laughs> so. <laughs> Take your time, baby. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, just, just having someone, uh, that's there to listen, um, whether that be a friend or a family member, uh, you definitely need to be able to communicate your feelings and like all of your emotions. And I feel like if you keep those things like bottled up, Mm -hmm. like, have you ever shaken up a bottle of soda and tried to open it? (laughs) You're going to explode. So if you let things out, um, in bits and in pieces and you're not holding everything in and harboring everything, it makes 
you healthier as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to just like adding on to that, me and Kayla just just recently had a conversation, you know, and yeah. it was like an enlightening conversation, especially for mm-hmm. us because it, here we go two years in, you know, and it's like obviously still learning stuff about each other, yeah. but it's like we had the conversation that we needed to have and it's like okay you know you tell me what you like i tell you stuff that i like you know okay you you want to get your back rubbed when we in the mm-hmm, living room watching mm-hmm. tv okay tell me you know what i mean i i can't read minds you can't mm-hmm. read my mind so we need to learn how to communicate those things so that we're more comfortable with each other and i think that's something that we achieved you know, mm-hmm. recently, I, I hate to admit it, but it like, like recently, this week. <laughs> like, this like week. literally just yeah. like two or three yeah. days ago, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I would hate for, for my partner to not be themselves mm-hmm. when they're around me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like that, I feel like when you, you in that commitment like that and y'all in it for the long haul, y'all both need to be your true self. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And not know social media persona <laughs> yeah. or none of that but you need to be your true self yeah so yeah no i love that and i i thank y'all so much for coming and being guests on yeah. today's session if you can let people know where they can go and connect with you guys and definitely check out your vlog and support it and and subscribe and send comments your way on right. the channel yeah uh, you can find our YouTube at the Lewis Allen Love Tour um, on YouTube. And you can follow us on social media. I am Choice Richie Kayla on Facebook and Kayla Choice Richie on Instagram. I just have Facebook. <laughs> and I don't post nothing on there. But if you want to follow me, it's just Marcus L. Um, I don't post nothing funny or nothing like that. Sure. <laughs> so if you're looking for laughs, don't come this way. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Y'all got to see the, see, the, see the vlog to get that. That is the inside joke. Yeah. If, you, if you're going to use more than one laughing emoji. <laughs> Did your no. pay take the page? <laughs> no. <for him>? Nope. <laughs> Not the place. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. So, y'all definitely go check out their vlog. I'm so excited for this, for them sharing just their journey and, and, and being real and raw with you guys and, and getting you guys to see it's okay to take care of you before you get into a relationship with yes. somebody else. And that, you know, marriage is beyond just the picture pictures and instagram posts and shares (laughs) so you know really go follow their their vlog and and subscribe and support you know share your comments how much you love it because i know y'all gonna love it because i love it (laughs) um so please go do that and before we hop off what do you guys think are the three key ingredients needed for somebody to evolve into their best self patience for sure Patience. Definitely took mine. Um, just you, you got the patience. You got to be determined and willing to just be a better you. Like you say, put put that work in to to change for the better. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what would you say, a kid? I said patience, diligence, um, 
you can't expect anything to happen overnight. You can't right. expect anything to come to you. If you say, oh, I want to be a better person, mm-hmm. start acting right. in mm. that or acting on that. So patience, diligence, and an open mind. Right. Um, you have to be willing to hear other people's perspectives. You have to be willing to try new things because if you're mm-hmm. not your best self now, then, you know, nothing, I don't think anything can hurt that. Trying new mm-hmm. things or being open to new things yeah. can only help yeah. you be a better yeah. you. Yeah. Another thing, too, I think people need to just kind of, like, take a step outside of your body and just, just look at stuff you do. Like mm. like we said earlier, you we all know people been in six different relationships in the last two, three years. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's like you you the common factor mm-hmm. in all of this, you know. Mm-hmm. Take a step out. And there's nothing wrong with that. Take a yeah. step out. Look look and see it. Look at some things that you may possibly be doing. Mm-hmm. Not saying you always the issue, but right. hey, take a look and see. Maybe it's some things you can improve or change. So Yeah. No, I love that. And I thank y'all so much yeah. for coming thank and stopping by. Yeah. I, this was amazing. <laughs> this has been an amazing day, day so far. Yes. Started at 10 o'clock this morning. Yes. And, uh, we rolling. We've been rolling, <laughs> yeah. literally. We've been rolling, yes. And I love every minute of it. So I truly appreciate y'all and wish y'all nothing but the best. And I'm thank so you. excited so for much. this vlog. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, we have our own Black Love Doc going on <laughs> yes. here in Wisconsin. Yes. Yes, and so I thank y'all so much. And as always, this is Lakeisha signing off, and I hope y'all be well. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and share with a friend. So until next time, peace. This session of the Evolving Chair podcast was brought to you by Audible. For your free 30-day Audible trial, use my free link today at audibletrial.com backslash t-e-c-p-o-d for your free audiobook download today hey t-e-c listeners don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast it can be found on soundcloud itunes stitcher and google play and don't forget to connect with me on social media on instagram at the evolving chair facebook the evolving chair twitter at the evolving chair without the r and my new email address podcast at theevolvingchair.com. So send in your questions if you are interested in being a guest or want to be on the chair with Lakeisha.